we brought you that uh, breaking news or developing news story a little bit earlier about the killings in Mtualume on the KwaZulu-Natal south coast. We'd been following it for a while with our reporter in Kosikona Duma, who told us that there were about five killings in a period of roughly four months in that area. Now, finally, after all the community protests and the discontent that arose within that Mtualume community about what they said was the police's lack of care, two arrests were made on Saturday. But one suspect committed suicide while he was in police custody. And Nkosikana Duma told us earlier the Independent Police Investigative Directorate is going to step in to investigate. So we thought, without further ado, we must get IPID in to hear their side of this and, and find out exactly what the investigation is going to entail. Ndileka Tola is the IPID spokesperson. Good afternoon to you, Ndileka. Good after- uh, thank you very much for joining us here on Afternoon Drive. So, so first of all, I must ask you, what exactly are you looking into here? Good afternoon, Joel, and good afternoon to Alisa. Thank you for having me. IPED is investigating the death in police custody. So as you know that, um, and as you just alluded to it, that um, what transpired uh, yes, this earlier this morning, very early hours, just after midnight, uh, there's um, a gentleman that was in custody. And uh, yesterday what happened is that he was booked for confession procedure. So yesterday he went to the, to the hospital because they get medically checked before they, they go to the procedure and then, and then after that to ensure that they have not been, um, they've been, they've not been improperly handled. All right. So then, uh, the, then the, the suspect then uh, was returned back into his cell just after midnight. So what uh, then transpired after that is that on an hourly basis, as a matter of a procedure, then um, the police uh, officials that were on duty were checking on them on the people that were that were held in custody. So as they were changing sheets between um, like uh, between half past five and six, that's when they realized that uh, the gentleman apparently um, hanged himself in the shower head. And uh, there, according to the preliminary investigation that uh, IP has conducted, um, it's alleged that the gentleman was was held in a cell that is meant for more than one people, meaning that there were beds that were empty. So what he, what, uh, what he has um, apparently done is to take the mattresses and uh, build some level up so that he was able to, to be able to reach the, the shower head and some blankets. And then um, he was found uh, hanging with, um, with, a, with, a, with a string um, around his neck. So, so uh, I mean, clearly uh, there, there were some reports that were telling us that, that the man actually crushed bottles and, uh, and, and tried to kill himself by swallowing them. I mean, is, is that the second man that we are talking about now? Did he also attempt suicide? The preliminary investigation that I have does not, does not indicate that. That is that, that, uh, at all. Okay, so so independent newspapers, which has reported that, has uh, you know, is is either incorrect or are you saying you're unable to confirm that? I am unable to confirm that at all. All right, okay. So so I'm I'm just interested to know in terms of police procedure, Ndileka, uh, when yeah. when someone is taken into police custody, um, yeah. are are they to have shown some sort of tendency towards suicide before they're put on suicide watch or, or is it simply overlooked as they're booked into a cell? Uh, I think so, so I'm asking when, when someone is put in a cell, do they have to have yes. shown that, that they might have the tendency to try to attempt to commit suicide or are they simply put into a cell without that being checked? 
Well, the investigation, actually, that is our specialty. This is the specialty of our investigators in actual fact. That is the process that um, IPD is going to be, has started to, to undertake. So those details will be, uh, will be revealed by the actual investigation into this matter. What I was talking to is the basic um, preliminary investigation. But yes. once um, the investigators get the, the, they get the fair opportunity to look through into what transpired, what should have happened, what should have not happened, then, then, then you can communicate at that stage when the actual report has been completed. No, I fully understand that, and I, I see where you're coming from there. But what I'm asking you is, how, how do police, do police automatically put suspects on suicide watch? Do they remove things that, that might potentially assist in their committing suicide? Or do, or do they say, well, th- this is a suspect who's unlikely to commit suicide, therefore we don't bother about that sort of thing? As I've indicated, for this particular case, uh, the investigation is still very... No, 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 I'm not asking you about this particular case, Ndileka. I'm asking you in general. Yeah, what, think, what is police practice in general? Can you tell me? I think, I think SAPS would be a best position then to, to respond to the general police practice. But when it comes to the investigation of police, then as I could, then that's where we come in, at the point where, when, where they have... Um, where there's, um, and into the message nature that has occurred in police custody. But as a matter of procedure in terms of what they should have had and what they should have not had, when it comes to IPs, our investigation is going to, to unfold and reveal that. But in terms of the matter of principle and procedures of SAPS, that what do their police officials have to ensure that it's done when someone is being put in custody? Then I think SAPS is best empowered to respond to that. But, but, but surely as IPID, you've got to have a set of regulations that you're checking police conduct against, right? So if you don't know what police were supposed to do, how are you going to, to find out in an investigation whether they behaved as they should or not? The point of, of doing an investigation, Joanne, is to establish what transpired. And it is that is done according to the ICDS, that is done according to the regulations, and that is done according to every protocol that are in place to ensure that uh, investigations are done and an oversight responsibility. ICD is guided in terms of how it does that. And at this particular point in time, and for this case, we are not there yet because, as I've indicated, it's still a filling meeting, and ICD is going to investigate. And once we have the details of what transpired, then we're going to communicate what has been transgress in terms of the procedure. But if we now come and, 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 and divulge this sort of information, it means it would be compromising the case. So, so it would compromise the case if you told me what the police regulations are, the generic police regulations are in regard to, to what they ought to do when a suspect is put in a cell? No, but I don't remember I don't speak on, on, on the procedures of what police are ought to ensure it's done. I speak on the investigation of IPIB at the point where they, what they were asked to do has not been done. So if you need to, to find the process and the procedures that SAPS is ought to have followed, then you speak to SAPS on that. But at the point where they've been contravened, then IP comes in and investigates. And that process has to be respected, it has to be given time. And then once the investigation has been done and recommendations and reports have been sent out, then, then that's the point when I then can, can communicate on the findings of, of its uh, report according to and as empowered by the Act and any other legislation and legislative framework that governs as the work we do. Ndileka Kona, thank you for speaking to us. She's the IPAD spokesperson.